0: Welcome to Marsha's Plate, a black trans-inclusive feminist podcast. A place where we know that not everybody is invited to the cookout. And we also know that every single day is a brand new day. And we have the power to make a difference today.
1: So let's do this. A new
0: day, brand new day. Make it better than yesterday. You can always Find a way to turn
1: it all around again. It's a new day, brand new day.
0: Make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to start over again. When the sun
1: rises, you can start over again. You can make it better than yesterday a It's a new day a new day New day There's a way You can turn it around Trust me There's a way out There's more time you Just don't give up When the sun rises new, new day You got another chance hey,
0: yeah join the conversation you can hashtag Marsha's plate you can follow us on most social media instagram twitter facebook all of that just search for marcia's plate m-a-r-s-h-a-s-p-l-a-t-e y'all ready let's get started hey what's up y'all what's up what's the deal honey what
2: are you girls up to
0: wait hold on jay said they sent them cards over a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> so you can so you know
2: I don't check the mail. No, okay, so we got it February the second. So they definitely, <laughs> <they> definitely <laughs> sent it in the beginning of February. So you're right. But I love them. It's so cute. Let me show let me show everybody else.
0: <laughs> said, some people know. got it like in three days, other people is getting it like now. <laughs> I'll be checking the mail. <laughs> I don't check the mail. I ain't even got mine, so I it definitely did come on. I have checked it in February because that's my birthday, child. But right. I, <laughs> I have to. It probably gonna pop up, but I ain't checked it in a couple of weeks, like maybe two two weeks. I don't um, check
2: it unless the, I like got something ordered. Like if I order something, I'm like, okay, I need to be at the mailbox. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I probably because all my bills go to like my email. I never have like the actual paper bill, and they actually give you some. Some people actually give you dis- discounts to go paper, to go green. I yeah. guess that's, that's what they call. It. And um, so I never really check my mail. Never, never, never. But thank you, yeah. see <laughs> with Queen and J. they sent all of their people cards and. Made us feel special. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: <laughs> Those are my girls, darling. You know what, Tommy? I really, really, really hope they have um Juneteenth in New York because I keep going back over that footage of UNZ, uh UNZ at the thing. It, it looks so packed and lit and love. Oh I looked at the um pictures and like the footage. Oh, it looks amazing.
0: You know, there are two things that, other than people dying, so I won't all to come after me by saying this, but I, the worst part about COVID is people dying. Yes. <laughs> but outside of that, outside of all the morbid stuff, the worst things about COVID that I really fucking hate is that we don't get to go to New York for Potting and Live and Juneteenth, that's it, cause those were great events, and I wanted to continue them. That and the fact that all motherfucking late night dining close fucking early. <laughs> even fucking house of pies don't even fucking o- cl- don't even open cl- past like eleven o'clock.
2: Really? Cause baby, House they open, but I you know they different. <laughs>
0: you know, <laughs> yeah. you know they different. I ain't got no wife of house by B. Down the street.
2: Past
0: the Bellway. You know that that's not what I consider down the street. Past the Bellway, that's far. <laughs> <laughs> the one on Hayes or Wilcrest or something.
2: It's not the Wilcrest, but they banjee boots. I don't go there anyways. I no know.
0: we done been that's there true. a few times and it was banjee Down.
2: We went after the uh 979 um interview when we Yeah, talking but that was about, in the morning. You know, Oh,
0: that wasn't the morning. That wasn't the morning. <laughs> that wasn't
2: the It get, get ruthless at night. <laughs> baby. I think I had like a dry spell, baby. And I had, it was some years back. I, I wasn't on uh, moans. I, had, I, had, I hadn't got my moans. I think I had went a month or two off. Baby. I'm, they told me that I couldn't use the woman's restroom. Pointed me out. Outside. Listen,
0: Oh, baby. rude, I try rude about
2: the situation.
0: That is crazy. That is crazy. I go in there and it, every time I go in there, I don't care how, how long it's been. I don't care how much time has passed. If I go into a Waffle House, if I step my toe past the door, somebody is going to fight. Not me, but somebody. Every time I go to Waffle House, somebody is fighting. Like if I go there at night, now daytime, no. But at nighttime, every time I go to Waffle House, it is somebody twirling at Waffle House or or very, very close to twirling. And sometimes it's the people that work there. And sometimes it's the people, the the patrons, it's <laughs> uh, each other. It's always something. I, I always have somebody that is about to twirl at the Waffle House every single time.
2: That's <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. That'll never happen to me. Usually be super dry always bangy slightly and the food be amazing i always i I, I stay off I, I don't go to the one over here after after wilcrest because they they try it and the last time i went in there it was smelling like y'all know how like when you go into some um asian restaurants and you can smell like the dishes the Pandora, like the uh, Panda Express place, sometimes it smell like um iron, like um I can't explain it. It's like not Asian place, not all Asian places, but like um Panda Express sometimes smell like
0: um industrial, like they just mopped the floor with Fabuloso. Yeah, <laughs> when
2: not Fabuloso, girl, like they just uh put some water in a bucket and use the water from last night or something the
0: mopping last night and didn't wash it it smelled like that and i was like girl if i could smell you before we eat i'm not eating there nothing
2: that's
0: that's like
1: cakes
2: if i can smell your cakes before i eat them i'm not eating them it's gonna be a no for me you do like a
0: (laughs) walk a whip (laughs) or maybe a finger test Oh, I, oh that is the key. Oh, you is. Know, when you catch the tray, and, and you know it's a random little set, and you like, okay, you know, you <laughs> I, I caught you at the gas station, and invited you to the house. You
1: know, oh girl. You, know,
0: you you feel it to see what it's giving. Not only is you feeling <laughs> it to see if it's smelling right, but you feel it to see if it's tight or not. <laughs> oh,
2: Seattle I don't know i don't be doing all of that i don't even see i don't trust it if i don't trust the smell i definitely don't trust the touch it because baby you'll go back (laughs) and that hand will be green no ma'am that that's what happened to me once i'll never do that again i got myself trying to lube up the trade baby brought my hand back and it was covered in picasso darling that was so nasty i ain't see him no more he blow my he blow my phone up no no you told me you wasn't shitty, and you was shitty. I then gave you the um, diamonds, YouTube, but dushy, d- d- and bitch, you failed. It's a chop from the back of the runway. <laughs> I see
0: him no more. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then they be mad, mad but, that but, you no, put them go. out. Baby.
2: And they be uh, they be confused, like baby, the session's supposed to continue. No, no.
0: Not after that. Mm-mm. No, it's a job. It's done. We done. Yeah. And even if you pay me, even if you pay me, we done. Because yeah. my, my aunt said I cater to clean gentlemen, and you have not been a clean gentleman, so I'm gonna take these coins and put you out. <laughs> right. To,
2: that was in the disclaimer. I'm sorry, you didn't read the fine
0: print. Have a nice day. Do I need to get the mace? <laughs> do I need to get the shotgun
2: in the corner? Do you, have to, you have to do our things, baby. Listen, do I need
1: to call my front um, brothers, to do a quick pop-up? Don't try it.
0: Uh, listen. You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Oh, oh, oh. Now listen, I know that what is basic trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. What's basic <laughs> for me in this life? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trans. Yeah. And baby. yeah, Trans 101 Trans 101 yeah. Trans 101 yeah. oh, Yes, Trans 101 uh, That's a bop Just in case you didn't know That's a motherfucking bop <laughs> Anyway, so today Is transgender day of visibility also known as t t-d-o-v <laughs> this is an annual event on march 31st where we celebrate trans people and their contributions to our society now here in this house aka on this podcast we celebrate trans people all the motherfucking time but transgender day of visibility is where we're all doing it at one time with a focus special moment you know now since this is trans 101 we are gonna go over just a little bit of history transgender day of visibility was created by a white trans woman by the name of rachel crandall you know and just to give you a little you know backstory y'all know we have a day called transgender day of remembrance Over in good old November. The problem was that was our only little day to celebrate ourselves. And it really wasn't a celebration. It was a day of mourning where we were like focused on the deaths of trans people's whole list and, you know, say the name of the people who passed away. It just was sad and somber and down. But we needed a turn up, right? And so Rachel was like, girls, ain't y'all tired of that? Like, we know that's important, but child, don't we got some shit to celebrate? (laughs) And she said, let's create a day of of visibility where we celebrate the people, celebrate the guys, the girls, the non-binary folks, all the people who are a part of our vast culture of trans people and celebrate some of our contributions. Let's do that. And let's do it in the submarine during the time of renewal and, you know, regeneration. And, you know, this is the best time. (laughs) <laughs> and all the all the folks said you know what you right Rachel come on. And so transgender day of visibility was born. Now, this is the 13 year anniversary of transgender day of visibility and I want to kind of highlight why visibility is important. Now, I'm only doing that because this is trans 101. We are past visibility now. We want stability, power, and change, not just visibility. <laughs> we want, we there's, you know, visibility is like them early steps. Oh, we see you trans person. <laughs> now that you see us, what the fuck you gonna do? We, we in that stage now, but because this is Trans 101, we gonna talk about visibility. Why is visibility important? Visibility is important because it is imperative that we see ourselves in the world. It is so important for us to see a trans person thriving, see a trans person living their lives, see a trans person not just as a celebrity in peak high level status quo success, but also the regular degular motherfucker going to the grocery store, not being bothered. The regular motherfucker going shopping for some shoes, going cutting their grass, going to the doctor, doing whatever regular motherfuckers do. (laughs) Like it is important to be able to see those type of things. Having a regular job, having... Um, you know, a business, doing so many things that we see other people have the liberty to do without problems, without stress, without being discriminated against, without being taunted and teased and bothered just because of how they show up in the world. The visibility of trans people inspires and gives other people hope and strength to be who they are. And I'm not just talking about other trans people. Us existing in the world gives other people the license to be free and show up however the fuck they wanna show up as well. It's just not trans people who benefit from seeing other trans people. Cisgender people see us be our amazing great self and it inspires them to be their amazing, you know, sometimes bland and boring self. Sometimes they're, you know. You know, they need that boost to get some kind of something because they can be quite mundane (laughs) and they see us and they want to be better than their normal wax self because they too wanna be free from the shackles of the binary. They too wanna be free from the rules of what they're supposed to do because they were assigned a certain gender at birth. They wanna be free from those things. Maybe not as free as us. (laughs) They might not wanna go the distance, but they might wanna do something a little bit different than what's expected of them. And when they see us, they say, oh, them, this little bullshit I'm trying to do ain't they can do that this little bullshit I'm trying to do is nothing I can be free so don't think that just because you're trans you're just inspiring other trans people you're inspiring the fucking world and speaking of changing the world visibility also changes the attitude of society it can help destigmatize trans identities and open people's minds just by seeing us just seeing us regular degular in the world maybe making their coffee at Starbucks Maybe being an actress or an actor on their favorite show, like Pose, you know, stuff like that. Or their neighbor, or, you know, we might be fixing their car. We might be doing cutting their hair. We might be doing so many things. That type of visibility normalizes seeing trans people and that type of visibility can lead to more acceptance and acceptance leads to more rights leads to more protection leads to more justice and that's really the nitty-gritty of what we need that's rooted in the actions and the tangible what we can feel what we can actually you know use to change the narrative of trans people in this country, to change the living circumstances of trans people in this country, that's getting past the visibility. But visibility is important. That's, a, that's the beginning step for you to understand and see trans people in your world. So today on Transgender Day of Visibility, share with your audience, share with your circle of people the amazing trans people in your world. Now, you can share anybody you want, but I suggest sharing people who don't have a million followers. Don't, you know, they you know, they're amazing, yes, but they already got their million followers. <laughs> they already got their million. They people already know them. Share people that are in the community who are openly and proud to be trans, who you know want to be celebrated. Now, don't be outing nobody who don't wanna be outed. That's not what I'm telling you to do. I'm talking about people who are loud and proud about being trans who wouldn't mind the kind of love that I'm asking you to show. Now, it doesn't have to be public. You can slide in their DMs privately. Just show trans people love, more than one. Pick like 10, <laughs> 10 trans people that have inspired you or that, you know, slide in their inbox and show them some love, send them a donation, ask them for their cash out, something, anybody that has inspired you to do, you know, to learn, to expand your horizon that is a trans person, yo, show them some love today. And this
2: Trying to like um establish a career, like really getting into it, because I I I did I got into it before, but I wasn't really into it. So now I'm like mother of um Houston, Kiki scene, um not the Kiki scene, but the juicy and the prodigies. And so it's like this huge responsibility. I'm trying to like move at the right pace, but not too slow. It's a big thing. We had just came back from Philadelphia when I I didn't make the podcast, and recently just came back from Dallas. I was gonna go to New Orleans, but but I was wore out. I was worried. and I was supposed to be in Orlando
0: on the fifth. So, what are your goals? What are your goals with the ball scene right now?
2: Um, my goals with the ballroom scene as far as my ballroom career, is just um really um i want to open up the scene for houston it's just too i i it's houston is too big for dallas's ballroom scene to outshine our our scene which we don't really got one but i feel like we have so many people in houston so many queer people so many talented individuals that we could make it hot it's just like getting everything started and stuff. So that's what I'm really focused on. But um also I'm trying to establish my name and I haven't won a, a ball yet. I, I always get sat by plus size girl. No shade to the gr- plus size girls. Y'all are cut. All the girls are cut. I got sat at the Kiki function by, um, no, at the mainstream ball um by plus size girl, but she was beautiful and she was definitely real. So listen, if you, if you got it, hats off I don't be I don't be trying to like bring no drama I go there for fun like extracurricular activity um I don't take none of it personal don't think the only things I take personal are like the strategic moves like people not actually being um authentic like them doing things behind the scenes to like rig stuff and other than that I just try to support my family and the kids in it and stuff like that
0: after when i first got introduced to ball ballroom i was like oh this is interesting da, 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 da. a lot of queer people da, da, da. but then it started to get weird it just started to get very weird and you know we talked about this before eurocentric and it's very colorist it was very um political and it just it's got very weird. political and so i was like
2: okay this is not for
0: me this is, this is, eh, I don't know if this is giving me what I wanted to give. Um, so, you know, I never really got, you know, in bit by the ballroom bug like that. You know, I dibbled and dabbled, but never really. Um, I love going just to see, like if I'm in a city and there's a big ball happening, like I like the big ones. I don't like really like the kiki scene or small scene. I like, you know, the big one, the Balenciaga ball, the latex ball, the, the balls. So, um. For me, I'll, if I'm in the city, I'll go to it just so I can, you know, be a spectator. I love that part. Um, but, you know, yeah, that's if I'm in the city. I'm not going to a city for a while. I'm not going to ever do that. Um, but, uh, but I hope I, whatever you wish for out of it, I hope you get it. <laughs> I'm glad you're yeah. growing into being a mother and, you know, growing in your house responsibilities.
2: I'm treading lightly. This is a new position. And like you said, Diamond, it's super, 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 super political. So like when I got the position, it was people around me saying like, okay, so like what are your accreditations, basically? Not saying that specifically like. but Who are you? What have you done? Like what 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 balls have you walked? Who have you beat? Like like what what gives you the right to be called mother? And so right now, I, that's what I'm battling, um, keeping the title or dropping it. But I went on a whole interview. I said I, I felt like I knew what it take, but um, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to give it my best shot and see what it goes from here.
0: Can I know if try. they chose you to do it, that's on them to choose you to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if I they just... give it to you, they give it to you.
2: I didn't realize how political it gets. Like it gets so political. Like you could be the realest girl or you could be the, you could look better, but if you sell it better than if you don't sell it as better as the, the girl that's not the it girl or it looks better than you or has better performance. It's just, or if they house members vote over you or it's just so much, it's a lot that goes into it. And so this is my advice to anybody in the ballroom scene. Like um, don't take it personal. And when you start to take a personal fallback, because it's supposed to be for fun, it's supposed to be for the kids, like people that's eighteen to like twenty five. But you, it's not, it's not saying that you can't be in ballroom if you're older than that. But it's, we know about the gay scene. Gay scene is very ageist. So, um, yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, of course. Um, My week has been quite interesting. I have been, because we live in Texas, and because I'm an activist, organizer type of person, then (laughs) when stuff is going on, motherfuckers get activated. (laughs) So I have been um, engaging with tons of people around this Texas bullshit, this, like, attack on trans kids in regards to, um, you know, their parents supporting them. And literally, we have a couple of cases where CPS has gone to parents' house. Like, it's not just rhetoric, just talking. They literally have gone to people's houses. And, um, you know, and just it started investigation on them. Nothing has happened where, like, they take the kid out of the house yet, but they have come to the house to investigate Um, and that's what's happening. And we have been kind of talking to parents and what they can do. And, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of annoying because, you know, you got, it's, it's such a wide range of parents because there's a wide range of fucking trans people who are transitioning and, and, you know, you have those kind of, you know, the poor parents who don't have, um, poor as in fiscally poor, Um, who don't have the resources of lawyers, who don't have the resources of um, even doctors to support. So if you have money, so let's think of it this way. So if you have money, you you can get lawyers, you can really kind of protect yourself against some of the bullshit that's happening, right? Right. You also understand that to be in some context, not fully, but in some context, to be officially trans, you have to have had a doctor say that you are trans. Like you have had went had to go through the um, you Therapy. know, now this is not all this is not always the case in every situation. But there is a little red tape and bureaucracy that happen when when it comes to your trans identity. Think about it. Technically, if we're trying to get our gender marker changed, we have to have had surgery or some permanent surgery. That's technically what's supposed to happen. Okay. Now, of course, we know, me and you know that everybody who gets like gender marker changes, uh, sometimes it don't have nothing to do with surgery, right? Yeah. Um, but technically, you're supposed to have these surgeries done, and in order to get these surgeries done, you have to go through psychologists and and um, psychiatrists, and they have to say, okay, you've been transitioning for a year, we we approve you getting this surgery right so or or your name change we approve you now these are the legal um this is the this is the steps that you go through to get everything changed now there are workarounds of course so like me i have all my documents changed i have my name changed but i have never had any surgery like that because you know just how the cards played in different states for me to work that out. And so I worked it out. But if if I grew up in Texas and I had to go through the process like you did and I had to go through the process. What they want you to do is go to a psychiatrist, get diagnosed with gender dysphoria, get, uh, you know, you're the psychiatrist stamp you as a trans person, and then you get on your hormones for a year or two. And then once you went through that counseling and went through that um process, then they approve, you give you approval letter to go and get your surgery. Okay. That's the, now that's not always how it works, but I just want to make sure that y'all understand that that's how you technically are supposed to do it. So if that's the case. That is a lot of privilege that you need to transition. This is because you need money to have to afford the insurance to (laughs) for the psychiatrist. (laughs) That hourly rate for however long those two years that you're supposed to engage with them. That is you get what I'm saying. That is you have to pay for that. How hard is it to find a great affirming um, psychiatrist or psychologist? It's really hard. For a
2: trans Very person, hard. especially a black
0: especially person, if, especially if you poor, especially if you um, underpaid, if you are <laughs> making uh, uh, not making a livable wage, you can't afford these things. Regular non-trans people barely can afford therapy. There are some free avenues, but is that free person going to be an expert in transness? Is that in 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 trans patients. And is it's, it's so many barriers. And so when I'm talking to parents, you see the, it, the parents run the gamut. Like you see the ones that are poor, who, who literally one of the reasons why they can't protect themselves is because they want, you know, if somebody CPS come in and say, how do you know your trans is your child is trans? <laughs> how do you know your child is trans? If they haven't took their kid to a psychiatrist, they can't afford to take their kid to, uh, what is it called? Um,
2: Endocrinologist.
0: If they haven't can't afford to do that. Do you see what I'm saying? If they can't afford, yeah. if these specialists can't be afforded, then the there is provision. no documentation of their child being trans. Yeah. On a, on a, on a, on that kind of level that they would need to be like, yeah, my, tra- my child has been trans as the doctors are saying that this is the way to go. This is the way I'm supposed to support my child. Instead, this particular trans person may be just transitioning socially until they can afford to do whatever else they want, you know, whatever they need to do in, in regards to their transition. And so that a, that's a way for them to come in and say, Oh, you're not really trans. Mm. And stop them from transitioning, so harass the parents because they don't have the money to actually come in and, and and to to combat any kind of attack that comes at them as a parent. Okay. And then you got the privileged ones who are like, Oh my God, I need to look look into moving to California. I need to look into moving to New York where all these these places where we got protection for a trans child. And I'm like, wow, I totally get you trying to do whatever it takes for you to be in a safe place for your children. That doesn't really help anybody. It does help you, of course. But how blessed and privileged are you to be able to move to one of the most expensive states? New York, California, wherever else if you want to live to New York City, you want to move to L.A., you want to move to San Francisco. These are the most some of the most expensive cities in the state, in the country, in the San Francisco is one of the most expensive cities in the world. Is it progressive when it comes to trans people? Yes. But they have a transphobia shit over there, too. It's just in yeah. a different form. There are some protections, but. My thing is, how privileged is that for you to be able to, you shouldn't have to move. You shouldn't have to leave your home and pick up and leave be just because you are supporting your child. That is not okay. And I'm not saying sit and fight if you if you don't want to have to deal with the stress of that. But this is what colonizers do. They harass you and make you move out of your home. And conform or come a form into their belief system. Right. It's taxable. It Cause just... when
2: you think about like the, the, like the trans population or kind not all trans people, but a lot of black trans people come from poor environments or, or not all of them, but some do. So when you're attacking these black trans kids, It's strategic, like all of that strategic to say, oh, do you have your documents to support that your child is transitioning? If you don't got the documents to support it, then this is child abuse and we can take your child away from you. That's that's horrific.
0: Yeah, and they will try any tactic. And so in my mind, I'm like. It's quite frustrating this past couple of weeks because everybody's kind of scrambling to do something. And so, you know you have people who are seriously doing something like seriously about doing the work you know equality texas um you know tent um the transgender education network of texas um you know it's a bunch of organizations not i don't say a bunch but hold on wait a minute diamond i got a quick a question when you say people who are seriously doing the work
2: and I'm, i'm guessing opposed to people who are not what is seriously doing the work look like for that um, specific situation?
0: Well, some people are actually fighting back, like making sure that they're going to the mayor's house, writing their senator's letters, doing things that says this is not OK. This is not all right. We're not. We're going to make sure that we are. Um, organizing people to get into action, to, to show that this is not an okay thing. Like actually doing things to make an impact to let the people who are doing and saying things, you know, blocking people from coming in people's houses who are being investigated, moving children, moving children into safer locations where they not in- engaging with the fucking CBS people. different difference of supporting the parents in that kind of way, actually doing... Um, actual things on the ground to stop this kind of stupid bullshit from happening. So
2: and that's not easy. Like when you talk about moving, relocating, my, my just from my, my sister as a mother, like all the things that goes into like changing your, your child from one district to another and like all the finance, like that's, that's a lot.
0: Or maybe not even that, like not moving the child, but maybe not, taking the child um it's so many things that they could be doing like it could be um making sure the child isn't in the home when cps comes um you know what however i don't know so many different things that they are doing from legislature going to the going to the um the state capitol traveling there and you know talking to the fucking um people in at the Capitol and sitting down with them, the money that it takes it, like we about to go up there um next next weekend. So those type of things, because if you just sit back and don't do anything, it kind of it it, it kind of lets them know that oh, this is okay, they're gonna let us push them wherever we want to push them. And so there are some people who are actually taking action and so then there are some people who are taking action but it's more like performative action we want to do a uh, um like for example um i'm doing an event for um south by southwest so this is a hot button topic so south by southwest decided to do a quick um panel discussion about what's going on in texas and so they called me they called um you know emmett they called um the executive director of equality texas and there is a high school level activist trans person that is literally directly dealing with this bullshit that is going to be talking about their experience and what has been happening in their um you know in their school and how it's affecting people engaging with them and so though these type of things you know certain people are putting on panels putting on um you know t- doing instagram lives about it and that's i think that awareness <laughs> Oh, stinky. This damn dog, one second. You're <laughs> gonna tip right across after knocking it down. Like,
2: whoops, like, girl, my bad. <laughs> there you, girl, my bad about the situation. <laughs> he's a lab.
0: Yeah, he's a lab.
2: <laughs> They're so smart, too.
0: <laughs> he chipped right across the screen he <laughs> was like it chipped right on through baby <laughs> my dog knocked down my camera <laughs> so um so there are these things that it, it that works in regards to awareness so people know what's going on do you see what i'm saying yes. having discussions in regard to that but you know, it's a difference. Not saying that that doesn't have value. Absolutely, it has value. But there's there's a level of, I'm doing this for the awareness of the topic, and then okay, now that you are aware, what do you do? Okay. So,
2: well, well, wait a minute, Diamond. Um, you said that speaking about the 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 um, the issues that are going on is a form of activism. But what it when does it become performative to you?
0: So, if you are just talking about it because it's a hot button topic. It's going to get you some clicks. It's going to get you some views. It's going to make you look like you're in the know. That's performative. You really don't care whether it changes or not because it doesn't affect you or um, you don't care enough to put action behind it. To me, mm-hmm. that is performative. But what if that's what the only
2: thing that they have? Like, what if that's the that's the only thing that they can do is be able to use their platform or if they have like a really big following stuff.
0: But you can do a call to action on your platform. It's true. You can do a call to action. You can say like here, like we can tell you, um, what to do, who to support. Make sure you call your people. Make sure you call your senator. If you are in a state that this is going on, make sure you let your your um, public officials know. Don't just, you know, just let it ride. Actually contact them and say, hey, write them a letter, send them an email. Um, go talk to them if you got the time to do that. Whatever you got the time for, let them know that this is not OK. That's putting action. I'm not talking about, oh, I got to go march and I got to go to the Capitol. And no, no, no. you don't necessarily have to do that. But you have to put some action in to let the people who are attacking our trans kids, you got to put some action behind your feet. You can't just say it. And you can technically, but if if that's all you do every single time an issue comes up, I feel like that's performative. I think you're just... Hey you're you're just you're just speaking about the hot button topics you're just speaking about oh it's like when we when celebrity shit happened like um you know the shade room the um you know b scott uh whoever all these people tmz when the when the breaking news happened yes we're gonna talk about it we don't give a fuck but we just but this is breaking news so we're gonna talk about it Mm. that's not um that's bringing awareness, but it's not actually doing anything, action to fix the problem. And so that makes, um, And that
2: makes sense.
0: Are you galvanizing your people? Whoever your people that are that are fans of yours or um supporters of yours, are you galvanizing your people to get into action? Is that is that your goal? Are you or, or is your goal is your goal just to talk about it?
2: Mm or I'm to saying? go viral for talking
0: about it right to, to to share your opinion to get the clicks and get the likes to seem so like what you woke. if
2: what if what if you sharing your opinion in your life um uh, not your life but your opinion um about the situation and bringing it to a light to a, a bigger audience actually helps bring more attention and and garners like big activist people or just people who can really uh, do something about
0: it. I think if you're calling them to action, then yeah, I think you, you're doing, that's doing the effective work. It, it makes, I think it's your motivations that makes it performative. True, true. That's
2: true. The intentions behind because it. If
0: I'm, say if I'm somebody who is older, I can't go out here and march, or I'm I'm broke and I, I can't donate no money to nothing. You get what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm in this situation where all I can do is talk about it or all I can do, then yes, your motivation is not, um, to get the clicks. It's, it's the awareness. And I think that that's, I think that's just as important. It's just that for, for me, how are you galvanizing the people galvanizing people who can do the work, who actually can do the action? How are you influencing them in the way that you talk about it to get them to actually do something? Right. Our, and that, is that your motivation. Is that your motivation or is your motivation just to see how much how many likes and shares that you can get? I think what makes I think that's a better answer. What makes it performative to me is when the motivation is self-serving. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to be woke. I'm just trying to let the people who follow me know that I'm into the, I know what news is happening and I and I'm on the right side of history. There are some people who I think are like that. They're just I want to be woke. I want to be seen as a liberal. I want to be seen as a progressive. So I talk about the progressive issues, but that's where it ends. And that makes sense. To me, that and and that motivation to me, that's the motivation. If your motivation is just self-serving so you can seem like you woker than everybody else or you in, the, you in the know, I think that is, and it ends there, I think that is performative.
2: I completely agree. Because I think something that you um, said that stand out a lot um, was the fact that there's a high schooler going to basically stand up for what they believe in because they're being affected by it. At, by, at South by Southwest somebody that is in high school that's that takes a lot of bravery to be able to um stand up against people who have so much power
0: while we were in the conversation like we are in the we were not now but we were in the planning stages of you know facilitating this conversation and um and, you know, what call to actions are we going to ask the people in the audience to do? And what are we going to do? Like, we're literally going to the um, the governor's mansion. We literally we're literally going to step step there and, and have a march there. And in my mind. While he was talking about his situation, I was thinking like, yo, I am so sorry. I, I wasn't just thinking that I told him. I am so sorry that you have to deal with this while you're in high school, like he literally while we were having the meeting, he literally was taking the time to be on the laptop to organize this meeting with us while he was in backstage of a high school play.
2: He can't even enjoy his fucking hi- his childhood
0: he should can't be even able enjoy to- this this moment mm. And I was like, yo, you know, and we always like, yo, go do your thing. We'll handle this. If you can be there, great. If you can't, whatever. But go enjoy this. We can handle organizing this. <laughs> you don't, you don't have to be here. So he ended up getting off the call because we felt it was kind of weird that he, you know what I'm saying, that he is dealing with this bullshit while you know he just trying to do his fucking play. He's just trying to do his little corny <laughs> little corny Shakespeare play. <laughs> and, Man, that's and, that's and beautiful to see how committed he was. Yeah. It is beautiful. I I I've and I've seen this trans guy grow so much. Like he's been fighting in legislature since last year. And I remember him being in the courthouse and in in the Capitol, and he's and testifying as a, as a younger high schooler. And you can hear the nervousness in his voice and the shaking in his voice telling his story. And now to see him a year later after talking so many times with now he a beast, he a, he a confident, he a confident dude that's, that knows, you get what I'm saying? That doesn't, that's not scared to talk to these bullies, (laughs) these adult uh, political bullies and he has he has a talking points he he he's he's telling his story you know what i'm saying he he's just amazing just to see his growth in strength just in this past year as we have you know as we have as we have continued to battle this fight once for a fucking i'm um, not once but um you know starting with that fucking legislative bullshit in regards to um sports and then on to this and criminalizing the parents they are trying everything and these kids are out here doing what they can to um you know some of them doing what they can to you know push back and I don't think that that he is better than some kid that don't want to push back that's like I'm just trying to go to school I think that that's I think that's fair I think that's fair for them to do that um but their parents should be writing letters. Their parents should be calling. Their parents should be emailing. Their parents should be talking to the school and making sure, you know, that they are not going along with this fucking unconstitutional bullshit. And we talked about how, you know, in a a past episode, how unconstitutional this is. And so, this week has been really heavy. This week has been really um, dramatic and you know, it feels weird, but this is what's kind of going on and this is this is what happens when you know when they are losing power and they don't want to lose it they attack some of the most marginalized of us
2: the child the children
0: they're literally attacking
2: children or minding their business and they don't want them to be lovely they know if these children <laughs> start start soon baby they're not gonna be able to do us like they're not going to be able to do them like they did us as adults, how they're able to pick us apart because they can tell because we started later or we all these extra things they're, they're they're going to be able to have an advantage. And they don't want that to happen. They don't want trans people to be able to blend into society and be unbothered. They want us to be on the outskirts, staying in all day, and only coming in and coming out at night. And being
0: somebody's sexual fantasy in a closet, and we get into the point where we don't even have to blend in, because we shouldn't have to, right? But so one of my, one if of my favorite,
2: if we had the choice, a lot of us didn't have the choice. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And, and one of my favorite scenes on X Men, I think, is the very, very first one when Rebecca Romijn was still. Which one? The very, very first one, like um, the very first movie when Rebecca Romaine was still playing Mystique, not um, Mm -hmm. Jennifer Lawrence. And Nightcrawler was standing next to her outside. It was like nighttime and Nightcrawler says, so you can turn um, you can look like you can turn yourself to look like anybody you want. And she was like, yes. And he said, and you can make yourself sound like anybody you want. And she made her voice ask the question back to him in his voice. <laughs> and then he says, well, if you can do all of that, why not just blend in so you don't have to deal with all of this mutant stuff? You can just blend in and look like everybody else. And she says, because I shouldn't have to. And to me, it was a, it was, that is, if that wasn't a trans analogy or, Or, uh, you know, a passing analogy. You know what I'm saying? It it was, to me, that was just so perfect and resonated with me. It's a scene that I will always remember because that's what it resonates. Because we shouldn't have to conform to cis heteronormativity. We shouldn't have to look a certain way. We still, however we look, we should be able to navigate the world, however that may be. And so, yeah, I think that they, I don't know. I just feel like they're just bullies. I don't know. It just feels like that they are. Trying Girl, to it. When you
2: say that, when you say they're that bullies, that's all they say that we are. They say that we're bullies, but I I don't understand how they use that rhetoric against us. How we bullying you into respecting us as human beings? Like, they they say that we try to force ourselves. How we were forcing anything on you? You don't have to conform to anything. You could really, you can mind your motherfucking business. You can mind your business and have a great heterosexual day in its most performative way possible.
0: Yeah, you can be just a cisgender person that's just doing whatever you're doing <laughs> and leaving us the fuck alone. But I think it's just a form of gaslighting. You know how you with a nigga yeah. you're fucking with somebody and, you know, they toxic. They toxic as hell. And everything that happens, they try to flip it on you. Everything. They try to twist everything you say. They try to twist how you're taking it. Even though you know Nigga, get the fuck out of here. You are not making me seem like I'm the crazy one. It's you on your bullshit, but they will try to flip it and make it seem like your fault. They will beat your ass down, punch you in the face, kick you, you know, wear you out and then tell you, you made me do this. (laughs) Right. You 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 made me do this. You made that that's the toxicity. That's the type. You are the one that was wrong in the situation. And when they try to act like we're the bullies and forcing ourselves, that's it's actually them. And so, you know, I don't know. I just feel it's quite annoying. It, it it's annoying, but also look, this is we are in a space where we are coming out of the dark. We are in the fight. It is it's just like uh, any other rev- revolution that happened in our past, any kind of change, any kind of um, liberation that occurred, whatever, it doesn't matter. There is a boiling bubbling up point. There's a time when it's like nothing happening. And then when people get frustrated and want change, it gets the bubbling, bubbling, blah, blah, blah. We, we saw that in the civil rights movement. We saw that in the twenties with the women, we saw that um so many different so many well, white women <laughs> um we saw that in 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 every kind of up you know when people were frustrated and then the rodney king stuff happened when people were frustrated when um the trayvon martin thing happened when the george floyd thing happened like all these things are happening and it's a bubble up. It's a, it's a you know there's a waxing and waning of events that happening, and this is what's happening. We are on the prep, prep precipice. Is that how you say it? Precipice. And my words are shitty today. Precipice of change. We are we are we are on the brink of change. And when you're on the brink, whoever your enemies are, whoever is against you. Just as much fight as you're going to have to get this change, they're going to have they're going to have just as much fight to stop it for you because they want the social status and they want the status quo to stay exactly where it is because they don't want to give you any room to be free because they think that it takes away room and power, which it kind of does from them. They don't want that kind of change to happen. They don't want you to be a norm. They don't want you to be seen as, as your identity. They don't want you to be a, a trans, to be a normalcy in, in our culture. They don't want that to be normal. And so because of that, you know, they're doing whatever they can, whatever tactics that they have the power to wield, They're that's what they're doing. to. That's what they're going to do because we are at this peak we are at this peak, we are at this breakthrough and that's what's going to happen. Just like when you, like an intervention, when somebody, when you when it, you're, they're confronted in this moment, they're going to do, they're going to fight, kick and scream and do whatever to avoid accountability for their situation. That's so, true, but
2: you know what's scary about that diamond? Like when you talk about like, like the changes, like it always takes something fucking like, Super dramatic Like somebody getting wore out On video Like wore out to the point where it gags People
0: A death, for, a beating uh, Something
2: Yeah, for people to be like, okay We get it
0: I don't want that, but can oh. we can't control that Right?
2: Mm, because it, it seems like It seems like what trans people say Is hearsay like, we're just making this shit up. And I want the girls to start recording that shit. Like, just like they do with, with color, um, not colorism, but with um racist stuff happens. They need to, they need to start recording these transphobic things that happen. Because people make it seem like we just be making shit up. That's a lot of girls that get harassed on a daily basis wherever they go by people. We're evident. it's people who don't get no type of, no type of like peace. I know girls like that. I know guys like that. I know girls and guys who cry about the surgeries that they wish that they could have so they would, they would, they don't have to go through the shit so they can just be able to blend a little bit. Just have a normal day, whatever the fuck that looks like.
0: You know what changes that I think and sometimes you have control of it and sometimes you don't, but what changes that is community that you build, friends mm-hmm. that you have. I think what shifted my life into like a into a place where I have more peace. Um is when I just started really to only fuck with motherfuckers that fuck with me. Like only engage, like. You know how I live. I don't fucking um, you, I, motherfuckers don't be coming over my house. I don't, you know, unless I fuck with you. That's mm-hmm. that's what it is. Like I, I, I'm not going out and doing a, unless it's somebody that I've been. Most of my friends that I have right now, I've been friends with for years. Um, most of them. Um, there's some new people, but if I see any sense of you are not a community based motherfucker, you are not about the care of your circle of people, I don't fuck with you. And so when I started to be very, very, very diligent about that and making sure that I, that I'm in community with people that care, it start, I started to get more peace. I started mm-hmm. to get, um, have more moments of joy, hanging out with my friends, you know, Kikiing on the phone, whatever semblance of joy that I can find you know traveling with my friends um you know whatever
2: but that's the thing you 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 have to take the time to do these build these connections you can't just expect for it to happen some people feel like it's just supposed to happen no you you it has to be reciprocated it has to go both ways on both ends you can't just expect like these group of people to just fuck with you just because yeah, and I think some people have true. that
0: twisted. That that's not the way that 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 works. Yeah, I I think that's real, too, because it, it'll be a lot of people who, um, you know, they'll slide in my DMs and try to be friends. And and right in that moment, I'd be like, ooh, I'm not I'm not really that friendly to strangers. <laughs> I am, you know, because I know some motherfuckers is also bullshit. And so I'm kind of cautious. I ain't like, oh yes, let's hang out and be friends. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not that person. So and I like and and I like it to be kind of organic, especially if we are meeting yes. online. Yes. I like it to be, yeah, let's comment on each other's statuses, let's tweet, comment each other on each other's tweet thread, on each other's Instagram, maybe be on each other's live and you know, let's see how we engage online first. And then, oh, maybe if you have an event or I have an event, we can engage with each other on that event. It, it just because it becomes more authentic. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh, I want to be your friend so let's hang out tomorrow. Like, like <laughs>
2: almost like social climbing. Because that's how ballroom is. It's like, it's a lot of social climbing, like people buddy-buddy smiling your face. And it's like, I'm mm, I don't really know your true intentions. Like, I don't know where you're trying to get in order to get close to this person in order, like, what, like, what's the given? Like, if if we don't automatically click, I don't push the issue. I'd be like, okay, you're cool. Like, but I, I trust my, like, I trust my instincts. Because you know how when you really mesh with somebody, like, have you ever, like, really talked to somebody and you feel like you've known them your whole life? And you just yep. met you just met them. Those are those organic things that happen. And y'all are like, you know what, you're cool, you're cool. We exchange information versus you just coming up to somebody, hey bitch, yo, yeah, I know you were such and such and such, a, such a, which is nothing wrong with that. Some dope relationships have been formed that way, but organically is is what I would like.
0: Yeah, because you know, and and you don't my personality doesn't match with everybody's. <laughs> and everybody everybody you know what i'm saying everybody how they click together is not gonna be great mm-hmm. um and me personally i tell people when they get to know me i'm not as social as people think that i am mm-hmm. like i have i have somebody that's that's a friend of mine and they be trying to hang out way more often than i'm cool with like they've never done anything to me yeah um me and you talked about this person they never done this to me done anything to me and i do hang out with them sometimes but they want to hang out with me more often than i want to yeah yeah, yeah. and i but if i say oh i don't really want to hang out then it makes me feel awkward and then they'll stop asking me to hang out and then I don't want it to stop totally, but I just don't want to hang out as much as you want to hang out. <laughs> but have you?
2: But do you communicate that? Like, and that, like, not in, no, no, like, uh, because I feel not, like
0: it makes it weird.
2: But I mean, you know you can be real direct, like, girl, you it might come out the wrong way than it's intended because you know, like, you and that's
0: why I don't like, like it. Same
2: feelings, you'd be like, okay, boom, this is obvious. And and, And and then because
0: I ain't got no fucking medium. I try to give medium, but then when I give medium, it get awkward. So if I say something direct, then if it's not a person who willing to take it, who can be like, if I say, I don't want to hang out today. And if I say that multiple times, then they think, oh, she doesn't like me. But I might say it three times and the fourth time. Yes, that sounds amazing. Let's go. But just yeah, because yeah. I don't say it every single time, I live this is a situation that I have been in. No, well, that's how I act too.
2: Like, I, yeah. I, 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 my you social matter, it be gone. After like I like you know how like you You be around a lot of people for a minute and you just be wore out by the time you get home like bitch I need a I need
0: some me time and me time might take like a whole week or two yes and my me time be taking months and I want to say I'm an introvert but I don't I. Like it's certain people, and this is another thing, another element of friends. We own a whole other topic. topic, But enjoy Um, over your week. Of of friends. So there are some people who personality I like, but (laughs) I don't love it.
2: (laughs) They can be draining.
0: They're not bad enough for me to not like them, but it's bad enough for I only can take a couple hours with you. I can't, (laughs) I can't be in your presence a long, long time because then your energy, it wears me out and I got to get up out of here. So it'll be, there's some people who like that where they don't do anything to you. It's just that their, their vibe is not, I don't know. It's just not, it's not. Negative, like, ooh, I don't like that person. But it's not like we were talking about earlier, where it's like, oh my God, I feel like I've been knowing you forever. It's not like that. It's something different. It's like, I like you, but you be kind of extra. And I can only deal with this for so long. And so that usually are the people that, it's a couple of these motherfuckers. I'm sitting here thinking about it, all the people in my life like that. And- (laughs) It's some people who are like, <laughs> man, no, I only I only can do lunch with you probably like once a month. <laughs> the rest of the time, I might want to just tap, chat with you in like a messenger on WhatsApp or in text. I don't want to hang out. And then sometimes they'll be like, I want to hang out. And I'm like, but I, I don't dislike them. So, yes, I might say yes. I might say yes. On the fourth time you ask me. <laughs> but I'm not gonna say yes on one, two, three. I'm gonna well, I'm it's probably gonna be the fourth. And so I'll be in situations like that where and it's not I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's it's not that they're bad people, they're good people. I'm just the person they just
2: drain your they, they drain, drain your battery really quickly because some people have super energetic where they just they're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing this, they're doing that, and what you do this, then what you to do that. They always on the go, always on the move. When you the type of person, you kind of chill, you ain't really got to do much to have fun. It'd be like you're doing mm-hmm. a lot, but then you don't want to seem like you being like the party pooper, like, uh, oh. like, oh, you don't want to do this, you don't want to do that. And so, right. but you know what, Diamond? Also, I I try to be intentional with networking organically or just being in spaces that I normally wouldn't be in, because you never know like what opportunities or what um what type of I don't know what type of memories you might have like life is so fragile you just never know where you're gonna go and you never know when you just never know when your time is coming so I try to like make the best of it but then also like also make sure that I'm good like that I'm not overdoing it and I'm dried
0: out because they come when I'm dried out. I need, I need some time. I don't want to fuck with nobody. Yeah. I'm I'm that I'm, if I'm maxed out, I'm like, okay, let it go. I don't, and I'm trying to think of ways that I, I build community that is, cause let's think about us. Um, how in our relationship, how do we get closer I just, I guess, we, more engagement. Yeah, I guess it's just more engages us hanging out more over the years. Because it was a time in our relationship where, um, you know, we would see each other, always speak. I always liked your energy, but we would only see each other like if you was at the club, um, mm-hmm. and I was there. Da, da 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 da. And then, um, I moved to Houston. Then you moved to yeah, you moved to Houston. And because you moved to Houston, you were more accessible. And I was like, oh, well, let's go out. Let's um, go out together. Let's do dinner. Oh, we having Thanksgiving. Come, um, because I like your vibe. Come and um, come eat for Thanksgiving. Bring who? Bring your sister. Bring your, You know what I'm saying? Whatever, blah, 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 blah. And so those are the moments. You get what I'm saying? But there was moments in between. We chatting online. We sit meeting up at a, a lunch spot, meeting up at the club or whatever, however that works out. Um, it just organically grew and grew and grew. And so it didn't feel like work. No, no. And that's
2: the that's the thing. That's the key word. It didn't feel like work.
0: Yeah, because there's some people who, I, I, if I'm in the room with them, it feels like work navigating their personality. It feels mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, this person is- But you
2: don't want to be impolite. Like you don't want to be rude. Like you want to be- you want to give the same energy off like you want to reciprocate
0: yeah i was, i want to be in, in present but i'm like oh navigating your um sometimes like I, there's somebody there's this person i don't wanna, definitely don't want to give any kind of hints of who this person <laughs> is but when i'm engaging with them their self esteem seems so low that uh-huh. they make jokes self deprecating joke that annoy me Oh, so like,
2: like, nasty, like they, um, they don't have positive self-talk. They have negative self-talk a lot.
0: They always making negative jokes about themselves. They're always making, um, jokes, uh, you know, just about their body jokes about it's always self-deprecating. It's always negative about self. And so it's two things that I can do. I can Ignore it and don't respond to it. Don't laugh at the jokes, which makes it kind of awkward because you want I feel like the they're making the joke so you can open the door respond. to talk about it. So you or or it maybe not talk about it, but for you to say something along the lines of oh no da, 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 or you know, some kind of something. To be hard, um, so you can
2: affirm them and make them feel better
0: about it, that's draining to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it you can also say, don't do that. Don't say that about yourself. like no, don't that's self- deprecating. don't don't say that 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 that's you know that's negative that's negative self- talk. You need to change your dialogue, which is who I am. I'm the type of person if you're speaking negatively about yourself i'm gonna be like no you're not gonna do that in front of me i'm sorry yeah, yeah. you're not gonna be negative you you know i am I, no that's you're not gonna dog dog yourself in front of me you're amazing you 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 anybody around me if i i'm 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 a person who i praise you i praise what you look like i praise what your uh what your accomplishments, whatever you bring to the table that I think is amazing, I'm gonna say that is amazing You know
2: what? One time I remember we was walking to the movies, and um, I think I was on a because we you know we we you know we mother surgery talk down, and so I was I was talking about surgeries, and um, I was go I, t- I was talking about how I was um. The, the downfalls from saving up and I was kind of down on myself because of, uh, the actions that I took and stuff. You were just like, you was like, hold on. Cause I'll never forget this. I always take it with me. Cause I think it's something that's, uh, very, very, um, powerful that a lot of people don't do. You was like, as much as you down yourself, you need to also uplift yourself. You need to praise yourself for like the small accomplishments that you make. Cause those are also even if they're not big, those are also accomplishments. And so you, it's you're not actually moving as backward as you think. You're just not as moving as fast as you want to.
0: And I thought that was beautiful. And yes, because though that's how you get out of the rut, to me, and this is, and it may not work for everybody else, but when you dwell on what you have failed at, you are not looking around at what you succeeded at. Mm-hmm. Yes, I didn't make the goal that I wanted to get in regards to this big-ass $10,000, $20,000 surgery. But, bitch, I paid my rent this whole year on time every month. That's an accomplishment. My, I have, an, I have a home. Two months ago, honey, I, we didn't have nowhere to go. Me and my sister didn't have a way to go. And we need to figure it out. And we did. And here we go. Bam. I hustled and got it to here. Boom. So of course I ain't fucking, I'm, because I'm dealing with surviving. Of course I didn't get no fucking enough money to get a $20,000 surgery or 50, whatever, however much the surgery is, because I'm fucking surviving. And that survival is an accomplishment. And if you okay. don't think about it, think about those small things You and dwell on the fucking big things that can spiral you into like a depression spiral. You You know, just feeling down and all that kind of shit. But you have to be actively celebrating your small wins. Oh, I cleaned my motherfucking house today. You have to be intentional,
2: intentional about it. Like you have to like, you have to, sometimes you have to sit back and think about like the small things. Cause I think sometimes we just be like, Oh, whatever. It's what I'm supposed to do. Because you know, nobody's going to congratulate you, really. You're the only person that's going to congratulate you unless it's like something that's super, super you know, big and in and the world acknowledges type shit. But they're like on the day-to-day basis, when you wake up in the mirror, you look at yourself in the mirror and you go to sleep and look at yourself in the mirror before you go to bed. That's that's the person that you have to really deal with. That's the person that you have to make sure it's on top of her, her shit or his shit or their shit. Because if you don't, if you just be mean to that person in the mirror, that your body responds to that, and your your mind is a big computer, and your mind you're telling yourself that you ain't shit, and, you, and you're verbalizing the shit that your friends told you that you ain't shit, your parents told you that you ain't shit, and your mind is gonna say, well, we ain't shit, and you're gonna be, and that's how you're gonna move, and so you have to reprogram your your computer
0: and also and so when we talk about navigating people sometimes that shit is draining for me so if i if i'm with somebody who is always self deprecating also the opposite like if i'm with somebody who is very very boastful talking about what bags they got talking about what cars they got talking about and i'm like oh god how the and you know i'm i'm constantly trying to switch the conversation to something more you know fun or more whatever I'm, I'm, I'm navigating your ego that drains me as well. And I don't want to, and you may not have done anything to me wrong. Yeah. Or I may have to work with you. I may have to, um, you might be an activist like me, so we're going to be invited to the same kind of events. We're going to be, you know, we're going to be in each other's community circle, but you know, sometimes I don't want to navigate that with you. And I don't want to, and because we're not close enough for me to kind of hold you accountable on that shit, it it, it it makes me feel like, you know, it just puts me in a position where I, I feel like, um, I don't know, it just it just it's an awkward position where both of those type of people, the boastful and the self deprecating person, both are draining as fuck. And sometimes I just don't want to be involved in it or I or I or I know my limit with you and balancing that limit gets awkward. If I know I can only hang out with you one time a month and you want to hang out with me three times a month. If I know I can only hang out with you, you know, two times a week. I have my gay mom. That's one of them. my gay mom. I can. I, I know based on her personality. I can only hang out with her <laughs> a certain amount of time until we need a break. And it's not that I, I don't like her. We got into it. We need a break, girl. This is this is uh this is getting extra. So I'm going to go do my me time or go hang with some other another friend. <laughs> but you we we need a little break or whatever. We I I hit you up, girl. We'll talk. <laughs> and so in that regards, that is just something that you have to navigate, and sometimes um, it just get awkward when they're trying to push it to be more than what it is, and um, and that makes community building hard.
2: I think uh, I think um, something I learned later in life that I wish I would have learned earlier in life is everybody isn't the same type of friend. Like everybody doesn't hold the same purpose, and so. You have to understand which friends are which. Because if you think that they all serve the same purpose and you're looking for that in every you're looking for the same outcome in all your friends, then I think that um, and when I say that same outcome, I'm talking about like um like how they navigate things, how they navigate you, how they navigate your space. Everyone is different. So you have to know where to place them, like what kind of friends you have. Because if you don't, you will be disappointed.
0: Yeah, I, I, I definitely had to learn that growing up that my I also, ooh, this is another lesson. How I show up as somebody's friend. Is not going to be how they show up. Mm. So for let me give you a perfect example. So when I was younger, if one of my friends needed a place to stay. They could come stay with me. You know, you even the the the, the decade plus. You don't know me. How many motherfuckers have been lit, sleeping on my couch? Multiple. Us, so, so <laughs> you know, me. Mother I've always had my own place, but several have came and slept on my couch. So that's that's one level of my friendship. Where in my mind, if my friend needs a place to go, they should be able to come to my house. That's not everybody. And that doesn't mean that they're not your friend there's some people who no you can't come sleep on my couch but i'm gonna break my neck to find you a place to go (laughs) because i'm your friend i'll
2: give you a thousand so you'll be good for like or you can go get a with a down payment on something yeah or
0: something like that i'm I'm probably not that person but there's some people (laughs) who are that right like um who who are like i can figure we gonna we gonna Break our necks to find you a shelter to go to. We're going to break our necks to find you somebody else's couch to stay on. Uh, ah, we're going to break our necks oh. to try to get you somewhere to go because I love you and I know you need a place to go. But you can't stay at my house. Mm. And I th- I had to learn because sometimes I'm like, what kind of friend are you? Because the standard, I'm, I'm basing friendship standards off of me. What I'm willing to do, what I'm yeah. comfortable with. What is what 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 I'm um, what my standards of friendship is and everybody's standard is something totally different. That and so true. I had to learn that because some of my friends growing up, I was expecting them to be me. How I am <laughs> to them.
2: But you would have thought that them bitches would have been like that because they was all trans folks. I'm I'm thinking about the time where you was in high school and, you know, when you were younger, you were saying how you wanted trans girlfriends, like you wanted this whole mean girl type of thing going on and you couldn't
0: get it because everybody was competing with each other. Not just that, even um, everybody's... Everybody's skill, I don't want to say skill. I don't want to say skill. Um, everybody's strong suits, everybody's strong. Um, I'm the, I'm, give you a perfect, perfect example. I'm the friend that you come to for advice because I give amazing advice. Mm-hmm. I'm very objective. I'm able to look at different perspectives and, you know, I'm able to give you the best. Best way to do whatever you want to do with the least resistance. How can we get to that point? You know I'm saying? I'm, I'm that person. There are some people that's like, I'm not that person. <laughs> I'm not a good. Yeah. At, at, there's there. There are some people who don't won't give you good advice because. How they maneuver the world is really selfish. And they're going to give you advice that is really selfish and not healthy for you to do. Mm-hmm. Or how they maneuver the world is really passive and they let people run over them. So they're going to give you the advice that lets that's going to tell you to let people run over you. <laughs>
1: you, know what I'm saying? you can get both yeah, of them.
0: Yeah. You can get both those types of people. But some people are just not really, really good. Um, there are some people who are go getters. Like, like I said, the person who I will break my neck to try to get you where you need to go. Like, I, I can help you, put you on the road, let somebody come hire you. You're going to say, like, oh, can you get my friend a job? She's she going through some struggles. Da, 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 da. They will be in the trenches trying to get you your way up. I'm not that person. I'm the person who will say, I got my own shit going on. You can sleep on my couch so you don't have to worry about no bills for a month. And that's what I'm giving you. How you get out of this hole is on you. I got to go to work. I got to go do this. I got to go do this. I have to keep my shit going. So I'm not the person that's going to be filling out applications with you. I'm not the person that's going to be going on that's looking and searching jobs for you. That's, I expect you to do that because you the motherfucker that want a job. So I'm going to give you some respite (laughs) <laughs> some respite where you can chill and not have to worry about no bills for a couple of months and then boom you figure it out but i'm not gonna be running all over the street with you figuring it out for yourself figuring it out for you i'm not that friend so everybody can do different things and i had to learn that as i got older that i have to expect my friends it's not to say don't have any expectations of your friends yes you can have expectations but don't expect yourself out of those people because you are you that's true there's going to be some there's going to be some shortfalls that you have and there's going to be some strength that you have and it's the same thing with other people and i had to learn that i was getting different types of friendship from different people based on what i needed yeah and that's
2: the beautiful thing about it like seeing um how the relationship works with each person like how they differentiated between the two and what was beneficial and what wasn't and what actually made the friendship work like why were we friends Why? how do we connect do we only connect when we go out and we party and we have a good time or do we only connect when we're ha- we're we're at uh we're doing some activism shit or do we only connect when it's ballroom and who is who and so i completely agree Cause you got them people who's all the way around, where they they can do everything, and there's some people that's just like I'm just this, I'm just
0: this, I'm just this. Facts. I have a friend that if I get in a fight somewhere and I need to find some riders for honey for you know uh, y'all, yo, it's 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 twelve time and we gotta ro- we gotta ride out and do what we need. I have a friend that I I know soon as I call her. She's gonna be like, oh, bitch, scarf on the head, <laughs> titty shoes on, ready to go. Uh-huh. But if I gotta ask that bitch for some money, oh I ain't got it. <laughs> if I need some like oh shit, my man, something the world done fail and I need three hundred dollars. I got I, I got this much money on my rent, but I need three dollar three hundred dollars more. Can you can you give me three hundred dollars? Nope. She will fight, go to jail for you. But she won't give you no $300 on your rent. Come on, fight and go to jail? <laughs> she will twirl. She will t- get some, do some criminal shit with you. But she can't do that. And then I have a friend, you know, cousin slash friend. My cousin, if you out with him, don't expect him to twirl with you. I don't care how bad it gets. He will stand there and get, see you twirl but if you need to get if you need him to drive you across the country to get somewhere to succeed like some kind of you know you got some kind of audition that's a once in a lifetime audition he will stop his life to drive you to that location but honey let you get be getting beat down by three people he gonna be right there like oh my god I can't believe this let me call the police (laughs) I'm not a fighter (laughs) But that's who he is. Maybe. Does he love you anymore, any less? No, he that's just who he is. He's not a fighter. I don't fight. I'm not going to fight. It's just like, I avoid I avoid fights when it's me. So of course I'm not gonna fight when it's you. In the midst of me on the ground, getting
2: my head beating in the concrete, and I look up at you and I can see you in the corner, bitch. <laughs> While
0: I'm getting dragged, I see you just like ooh, damn! I'm trolling you afterwards, bitch. We're gonna have to get a we're gonna have to get an eye up that girl. I used well, to think like that when I when I was younger. I used to be that girl where I'm like, oh, if you watch me get toilet, I'm trolling you when we done. <laughs> but I have to. I had to learn that some motherfuckers is just not fighters, and that's just not in their spirit. That's just not who they are. That's not their thing. And and he is a motherfucker that taught me this because he didn't have he didn't see me i ain't never got no beat down like that (laughs) but he had we had been out and we got in fights and he just stood there i wasn't getting beat but he wasn't gonna get in if i was (laughs) i remember we was at this late night eating spot called white castle white castle is open 24 hours in our in our hometown city in indianapolis and so that's what White Castle all, is
2: good, by the way.
0: Yeah, it is. I love it. Um, and it's not like crystals. <laughs> and so when you go, when you go to the White Castle, that because that's the only thing open, it's the cis hats and the queer folks, and it's right smack in the middle of all the straight and gay clubs. So everybody be there. So it, it is not rare that shit get popping off. <laughs> so. There was these straight dudes. We come in. We in this truck and we we in my cousin's truck and um, the one that don't fight. And we see these straight dudes about to jump this butch queen. Now, we are not friends with the Butch Queen. We don't know him, but these are some big. It's like four of them and one of him. And he's with a friend and his friend ain't going to fight. And so the straight boys started fighting him, like started jumping the Butch Queen. So I get out the car and my homegirl Shabli get out the car. Come on, Shabli. Shabli, not (laughs) named after Lady (laughs) Shabli. Me, Shabli, and Dominique. We get out the car and we go over there. Boom. And they didn't even know we were coming because we didn't know yeah. these motherfuckers. All we know is that we watched what was happening. The straight boy says something jazzy to the gay boys. Like they, you know, they, in they look gay clothes looking clearly gay. And one of them called him a faggot. And, the, and the gay, and the gay boy said something back feisty. Like, yeah, like something, you know, you call me a faggot. I'm gonna say something back to your fucking ass. And the, and the straight boy, said, nigga, I beat your ass and da 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 So once that got heated, the other boy who was walking with them, he didn't help the other gay boy. But when we see it happening, we like, oh, no, you're not about to get our Judy. Uh-uh. We don't know them, but we know what tribe we a part of, baby, and it's not yours. Bitch. <laughs> listen. Because what we do know is that if you will try him, you will try the rest of us. So we want so you to wear her now, you're going to cut for us too, bitch. Exactly. We know. So, no, we don't want you to think that this is acceptable because it's not. Baby, Soon we, it was, it was days they, they were twirling him. Soon as we got up. Wait phone, a minute, Donna. How old was question. you? How old was you? I had to be
2: 22,
0: 23. Oh, baby. Oh, your energy was up. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Yes, God. So I was like 22, 23, slim and fit. Oh, let's go. We get out that car. We didn't ask no questions. We didn't say stop. We didn't say what's happening. (laughs) We didn't, because we were sitting there watching it happen. So we didn't even say anything. Y'all pussy was on fire. They didn't even see us coming. All we, all they heard was fist, boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 and they ain't even see him. So we, we kind of sneak what was we sneaking them. <laughs> as it should be, because they they fighting them their ass out. Boom, boom. This one had dreads. Boom, boom. Now I have to be now. I have to admit there was this one, this buff ass light skin one. He was fine as shit. But every time he hit a motherfucker, you could tell they was feeling me. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the other two, the other the other three didn't have no hands. We was wearing them out. But as I saw him going through the crowd, punching people, I was like, oh, I ain't going to let this nigga punch me. He ain't going <laughs> he ain't, he ain't to get close enough to punch me. So I grabbed the closest bat and said, boom, boom, oh, and got oh. to wear him out. <laughs> and got to wear him out. He gets on the ground. He bloody. He done took off his shirt looking like a fucking just buff, like strong, but he mad and angry, adrenaline. Yeah, because he, the rest of them was regular, regular dudes, regular bodies, tall, skinny, short. Da da da. He was the one that had the muscles. And every time I saw him hit somebody, because I'm watching that big motherfucker. Every time I saw him hit somebody, it looked like, ooh, that hurt, bitch. You feeling it? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know how mother get hit and be rocking, yes. like you be like, ooh, I can't hardly they, move they, a little bit. It get thinking, a, a little, little wobbly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. This motherfucker ain't about to hit me. So before he even could come to me, I picked up that. It was like some kind of little pipe or whatever that was um, on the ground somewhere. And I just was like, boom, boom. We already done the other dudes. So they kind of left him. He by himself. Cause he, he beast and knocking. Boom. He hit my friend. Um. Also when we started fighting, we more popular than the the initial gay boys okay mm, in this,
2: in the queer scene
0: in the, in the queer or just scene. in general it, it just in in general in the queer in the queer scene or whatever so these is like new baby gays oh kittens so us we've been in the scene since we kids so you know and we like 22 23 so we not, we when we get to twirling, people notice and come and start. Twirling. We done made alliances with tons of queer people. So if I get to fighting, other motherfuckers gonna be like, oh, that's diamond. Come on. So that's the situation that happened. Once we got to twirling, initially they nobody was helping the gay boys because then nobody know who they were. But once we all got to twirling and we all the people we knew got to greeting, they were overwhelmed. They were overwhelmed. They did motherfucker gays start coming out like roaches when you cut the lights right. <laughs> on. Oh, nah. Exactly, everybody gets it twirling them. And so he never got to hit nobody else. Once I got to wear him out with that pipe, <laughs> he was getting bashed by so many people. Once we seen him, like going one on one, with motherfuckers, and really giving them some haymakers. He was like, "Oh no, you ain't. We this is this is it's no rules in love and war. Ain't no gonna be no fair fights." I Baby. was like, Mm-mm. "Boom, boom, boom, boom!" And he was all bloody and shit. And his homeboys came and grabbed him because when he he fell out to the ground. His homeboys came and grabbed him. We was kicking that nigga in the face. <laughs> oh, baby. Because we couldn't let him get up. Nigga, you too strong. We going to have to wear you out. We can't. Sorry, baby. <laughs> you too strong. I'm seeing I'm seeing motherfuckers get shaky off of your hits. Nope. <laughs> that's got to
2: be the worst thing to imagine, thinking you was about to wear this small, frail kitten, which Queen. And out.
0: he was little.
2: And you, this big ass nigga, and these these other oh, the
0: gay boy was was a typical twink. Like he was probably like five seven, five six, skinny, skinny. just just a typical twink. And you big ass niggas is trying to fight him. No, but anyway, yeah, Yeah. that's I don't know how we got on that subject, (laughs) but yeah, that's that's what happened. That's what um, that's what happened in that situation. My cousin never um. Never jumped in. He sat and looked the whole time.
1: In the car? Oh, not baby, in the car.
0: Not in the car, but he sat and looked the whole time. But that's who he is. And he tells you. It's not like he he acting tough and like like he going to twirl and then don't. He's like, I am not fighting. I don't fight. Baby, sorry. <laughs> I right, Look, I don't fight. So if y'all get to twirling and doing all that ghetto that shit, don't expect me to be jumping in. I'll ride y'all to where y'all need to go when y'all done. But I'm not saying <laughs> I mean, you can Well, can't at least he's up about it, so you don't you get right. you confused by it.
2: That's crazy. Word.
0: But okay, I think we have talked enough, and we did not do the show that we planned, but I think this is the show that we needed. Um, we did it. Tell us how you are building friendship. Tell us the, the ways you are in friendships, what you will and won't do? Are you gonna be twirling with people? Are you gonna let people come live with you? Are you gonna help them find a job? What What is your extent to go to doing what for friends, close friends? You know, your people, your community. What is your what kind What kind of friend are you? Tell us that. Hashtag Marsha's Play, and we will see y'all next week. And Jay yeah. will be back. Send him your condolences. Um and He's going through something in his life. He will be back next week or when he's ready to come back and we will talk to y'all later. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook
2: page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at
0: diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Yeah?
2: Oh, bye, y'all!
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be alright. Oh, you will be be alright